0: Welcome to We Like That Podcast.
1: Because we like that. Welcome
0: back to We Like That.
1: Welcome back to We Like
0: That. <laughs> what a heck of a week. Let's go ahead and jump into We Like That.
1: We Like That.
0: Wait, is it that? Is no. that what it is? That, that happened. That happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let, tell the people what they need to know. Tell them about all the freaks and the geeks. Tell them what's happening in the streets. Tell them about the music that moved their body and entertained all these lottie and dotties.
0: Ha! It's a very long 80s rap. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a jiggle sometimes. That's almost 30 seconds by itself. It's so <laughs> long. Anyway, what was happening this week? Uh, first and foremost, I want to shout out PG County Cops. Um, the, if you haven't seen the viral footage... There uh, is a P video going out there the G. of a cop at Cops. a Children's Park, Broad Daylight, uh, embracing a tiny black woman,
1: get opening the some, back
0: passenger door,
1: <laughs> get him <some> <laughs> and
0: him and this ah, black ah, woman ah, crawling ah, into ah, this car. <laughs> we found out later, through all these Facebook messiness, that a uh, homeboy is married to a different black woman.
1: Then he went home and told his wife, smell my fingers.
0: And his wife knows the black woman that was in that video. Like, it's a whole... Messy triangle situation. She'd be giving it all to the Lottie dotties. But here's the other thing there's another video of a police, of a police, of a Prince George's County officer parked somewhere and a black woman getting into his vehicle.
1: She'd be giving her body to st- Oh, it's, the it's not dotties.
0: the same black lady. It's a different black lady. So I'm like, what's going on? They're like, the party. hurrah. We know they're not the only ones that be doing this, but uh, good sir. So, anyway, Prince George's County responded and they were like, uh, he's on suspension. We are doing our own investigation per usual. Booty blah, blah, butt blah. cheeks. Booty butt cheeks. Blah, 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 blah. So, shout out to PG County cops. Look at that. Um, this recently made the rounds. This During audio is from the youth group Chronicles. That's their TikTok name. And basically, they're a podcast group that talks about crazy youth group stories. So, it's Christian based. I don't know if they're former youth group or if they're or what what the deal is but this made the rounds you ready sure okay listen the student pastor was leading a prayer moment and in reference to the holy spirit he asked the entire audience over and over again to say
1: fill me daddy no here it goes fill me daddy
0: So it's a recording of a youth pastor telling his congregation of children to pray to God and say, "Daddy, please fill me. Don't be scared. Please, Daddy, fill me," over and over again. Yes.
1: Uh, I'm thinking he's referring to God as Daddy, so why be interpreted any way? Why? Because people are weird.
0: Why I understand acknowledging him as the Father. I've heard that before. The Father. Daddy is a new one for me.
1: Maybe, maybe he needs to be put on the uh, predatory list. I don't know.
0: The other thing is, people were like, why would he... The, the word choices used is very interesting. Sometimes people don't realize what they're saying. That's so true. It's too late. That's true. But also, there's a lot of talk around youth pastors and sexual assault allegations Whatever. and he harassment.
1: Probably listen to the video later and be like, ah...
0: Yeah, I messed up. It's just so many things. Uh, tag also... Nabbit. Did you say tag nabbit? Yes. Okay. Uh, the other thing is, I introduced Calvin to a group called the Shindellas. They, the Shindigs. They came across my TikTok for my For You page. Their song, Ooh La La.
1: Talk of Ticks.
0: And it was amazing. I really. At first, I thought they were an old 80s group because their sound is very distinctly from that era. But it's... They're a brand new group.
1: She made some unpleasant uh, noises when she was listening to it.
0: I made unpleasant noises? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: You said, "Phyllis, daddy, Phyllis." That's what you said.
0: Why would I say that?
1: I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out now.
0: I don't understand.
1: Yeah. They're pretty good. I like them. They sound good. They can uh, harmonize really well. They um,
0: They give me changing faces. Or total?
1: Um, no, they 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 actually the voices sound better.
0: Than changing faces.
1: Than total. <laughs> total was like a.
0: I don't know. Uh, let me see uh, if I can step, find
1: it. Uh, to me, trying to be similar to TLC. Okay. They had the same makeup as TLC. They just didn't have a rapper. That's all.
0: They just didn't have
1: a rapper? Yeah. They didn't have anybody who raps. So, but their tone and everything sounded similar. I can tell the difference, but that's what... Because I think at that time, Diddy was trying to copy people that was making things that were uh, good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they sound good. I don't know if they make a dent in this R&B now. Uh-huh. Back in the day, they'll be one of the many, but I don't know how far I'm they'll go now. I'm thinking of
0: Brownstone. I'm sorry, Brownstone.
1: Okay. I don't know how far they'll go now.
0: I don't know. They're... Okay, so you don't listen to new R&B whatsoever, but a lot of neo-R&B right now is going back. A lot of it sounds like songs from the late 80s into the early 90s. Are they selling? Into the mid-90s.
1: Are they winning awards and are they selling?
0: I, unfortunately, I don't think those are the same status symbols that they used to be. Because nobody's selling albums anymore. Everything is streams. Are they streaming? Yes. They've got thousands of streams. Hundreds of thousands are of streams. Are they making
1: money off their streams?
0: They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. But if are, are they known... Names,
1: yes. But at the same time, too, you're right. It's hard to calculate nowadays mm-hmm. because
0: everything is streams. It's not like, oh, they sold this many CDs anymore. Yeah, it's so. not
1: records. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they make it. Hopefully, to be around. If they pop up on my Spotify, I probably save a couple of their songs.
0: I like them. Um, I was impressed. Um, moving on into our next saturday subject. More details about Asante's fatal crash has come out. This is Asante from Love and Lockup of Renika and Asante. Thank you to the research
1: team for finding his obituary.
0: The research team last weekend let us know that Asante unfortunately had passed in a car accident of some sort. The details were all over the place of it being him walking around to him being chased by police. Uh, Turns out it's neither of those. He was speeding and driving erratically. Um, and then lost control of his vehicle and ended up doing a head-on collision with a truck. He was the only casualty, which is sad and and scary. So, apparently, he was driving his 2006 Dodge Char- Charger. Charger. <coughs> yeah, that too. He was driving his 2006 Dodge Charger, and his speeding and crossing all the double lines is what caught the attention of the police. The police. So, it wasn't that he was in a police chase. It was that they had just realized what he was doing, and then he ended up getting into his accident. That's why the police were on site so fast.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, uh, people get these cars, and they just want to race and go really, really fast.
0: A Dodge Charger is not really a a race-type car.
1: People use it to drive fast. Okay. To do stuff.
0: 2006?
1: Since they, they got a Hemi
0: in it. 2006... I Now, I do wonder if that car was his. So,
1: it is what it is.
0: Um, well, unfortunately, yes. He had his, um, his funeral is coming up. And he's got an obituary that's out. And I, the question for me is still posed. Are they, they going to include his story in the next Love After Lockup? Um,
1: seems like they are going to. Do, do they already got his face on a t-shirt yet?
0: Yeah. you. The picture is right there. What, a this, is, this is what Pam sent us. Yes.
1: Is that a T-shirt?
0: It's gonna be on T-shirts, Calvin. Please um, get it together, sir. God. Please get it together.
1: Yeah, of course. We got to put everything on a T-shirt.
0: That's how. That's how we grieve. Okay. Okay. No I one's above it. I should
1: invest in white tees. i would be a, a good gazillionaire.
0: Not not just white tees. You're hilarious.
1: <laughs> For black people, yes, white tees would be enough. Mm-hmm. Um anything else? Any other stories that are kind of crazy and bizarre? Oh, I got one. Okay. We just thought talking about it. The Prince and the Michael Jackson that uh what's his face talking It's not about? a
0: new story, it's an old story. Old story, but uh what's his face? Willem I was talking about. That was not Willem. <laughs> that
1: was not Willem I. Who's who's that then? Not
0: Willem I.
1: Yeah, that's that was Willem I who was talking on that stage. No, it wasn't.
0: Who was it? It was a different black eyed Peas it's not, no, it was a producer. Who Am I. No, it wasn't Will Am I. I Watch out, be
1: right. So we're going to take the time to let her find this, and I'm going to be right, but she's not going to tell you.
0: Some people just know.
1: It's so loud. But Will Am I was talking to tell the stories about Prince Who was Michael.
0: he talking to, Galvin? If you know that's Will Am I, who was he talking Palmer. to? Kiki
1: Palmer. Interesting. Was I right? That,
0: yeah, it is Kiki Palmer.
1: Uh, sucks to be right. Um, anywho, pretty much he's telling the story of how <laughs> Prince thought Michael Jackson sabotaged him. And so, when that happened, Prince apparently tried to run Michael Jackson over with a car. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what happened was James Brown was having a show and he brought Michael Jackson on stage. Michael Jackson did his thing and he's like told James, hey, Prince is on. Prince is here too. So, he brought Prince on stage. Prince was doing his thing. And then Prince decided to, like, grab a pole that was on stage that he thought was, I guess, fixed, but it wasn't. He grabbed the pole and fell off the stage. And for some reason, he blamed Michael Jackson for setting him up. So ever since then, Prince hated Michael Jackson's guts. So I was telling different stories about that and how, I guess, Quincy Jones told him how... uh, Michael Jackson uh Prince tried to run Michael Jackson over with a car
0: it doesn't say who this is at all it's who I am okay I'm just gonna say okay so that's not really that happened it wasn't recent and um uh, didn't happen this week at all but all right thank you for your contribution Gavin what else you got to say Javon
1: <laughs>
0: that's it I got nothing else You got to share us with another anecdote from something that happened in 1980? Sure. Go for it.
1: Three three years ago, I saw a woman stranded. Don't know why she was stranded. I just left her. End of story.
0: Ah, well, there you go. Do you like that?
1: Because we like that.
0: Listen to us on all podcast platforms, especially Spotify, Interact, do all the things.
1: Because you know we like that. All
0: right, quick recap of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. Because honestly, I don't know why we keep stringing out these stories. They're not really going anywhere.
1: So, I guess we're talking about Gino and Jasmine, your favorite couple. You wanna
0: do, I want to talk about Christian and Cleo because they had the least going on. Sure. They're not even mentioned in the, in the notes because they had so little going on. Sure. Christian and Cleo, in case you did not know, this is the same couple where Christian is somebody who likes to drink a lot and flirt and talk with people and act like he's not here to see his girlfriend. Um, he also had a lot of hangups about being with his girlfriend because she's a trans woman. I think alcohol just makes him stupid. I think, I think he think. relies on alcohol a lot. So... Right. Uh, this is right after his whole thing of trying to invite another random American he came across in a bar to come to his Thanksgiving shindig at Cleo's house. When he told Cleo about it, of course, she was less than enthusiastic about it. And, and just like I bet you that girl long, was not going to show up, she best. doesn't show up.
1: She didn't show up. Curse her and everything. That I
0: didn't win anything. He still, I still do- did all the cooking. Anyway.
1: Because liquor is delicious
0: okay so um they kind of have a conversation about it when Cleo brings it up to Christian about how she felt like that was really inappropriate (laughs) to do he kind of downplays it and is like I'm just being friendly you shouldn't have an issue with it it comes up again later when they're having their Thanksgiving dinner and her friend is there Cleo tends to do this thing where she's a lot braver about saying exactly what's on her mind when her friend is there
1: when she has her backup
0: yeah so, the conversation turns to that again, and she's able to, like, very clearly and directly tell Christian, like, that was a really fucked up thing to do. I don't know why you keep doing stuff like this. Christian immediately feels like he is being victimized. He's like, I don't understand why you guys are teaming up on me. Yada, blah, 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 blah. We talked
1: about this already, and I told you, is delicious.
0: It basically ends the same way their last... Argument ended with Cleo apologizing to him. I really need this to end. I need I need Cleo to stop. Did she apologize? She did. She did. I
1: didn't, I don't okay. I didn't feel like she apologized. I felt like she was like eh. <laughs> I think she just brushed it under the rug again. She, That's well, what I felt like she did.
0: She did start doing that, and then she was like, "I'm sorry about it up again," is what she told him.
1: Oh okay. Eh. Yeah. All right. I just felt like she just like.
0: He's a waste of space. Anyway,
1: of yes. human flesh as well. And
0: that's really it for their storyline. We didn't get anything else from them.
1: Uh, hopefully we never get anything else from them.
0: <laughs> we can so Gino and Jasmine, if you want to move on to Gino and Jasmine, you got big things to talk about. The biggest thing is that they broke up. I could care less about the other stuff that was happening.
1: They did they break up or did they just take a pause?
0: As of this episode, supposedly, allegedly, allegedly they are broken up
1: so they got into a big argument and then jasmine tells gino i don't feel loved the, i do feel appreciated
0: The argument. i don't feel like you got to tell them where the argument is about calvin that's what you can't just say they yeah, had what. Okay,
1: then you tell them what the argument's about
0: you, you can tell them i don't know
1: the argument about oh
0: my gosh the argument was from the conversation they were having in front of the producers about whether or not he was going to prioritize jasmine over his family if she was gonna be the most important person in his life. And he kept saying, it's gonna be my family, and then it'll be you after we're married. Here's the <laughs> After thing. we're married.
1: This is the same argument they're having the whole time we've been on this damn show. So I'm, true. I'm tired of telling the people the same problems they're having Well, it's not
0: the same one, because they, the fights they had be- beyond that was her trying to get her visa and him dragging his feet on that. And then before that, it was him accusing her of spending all of his money and her being like, you got me fired. So, yeah, I am spending your money. So, so
1: pretty much she goes, uh, I don't feel like it's worth it to leave all my love behind wow. in Panama. That's how she said it.
0: She stunted? <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. go go to the United States with you, a person who doesn't love me. I ain't breaking up with you.
0: You don't have to read this note for note.
1: You can go. <laughs> and that's why I, I was fucking my ex the whole time. He has better sex than you. His penis is better. That was from yes. the previous
0: episode. She didn't, she didn't say anything in the new one. It sounded like it was the same damn thing. It was also I a short segment. It's her. It's right after their blowout fight in whatever the recording space oh. they were in. And
1: then she comes out says, I just made it up. I didn't have it. You just made me so angry, Gino, that I said it.
0: Did she say that? She
1: said she made it up? Yeah. She said I made it up. You may be so angry, Gino. That's why I said that. To hurt you. I want you to feel like I feel.
0: um, But what stood out to me was her telling him, I'm serious this time. Get get your things and leave. No, she's not. Well.
1: This, they break up to make up. True. I think this is their little way to have their uh, little. uh, Drama? uh, Sexual whatever. I don't know. Whatever, I guess this is what turns them I on. Don't, I don't know what these hand gestures mean. This is what turns them on, I guess, to get really uh, angry with each other. I hope Just not. to make up.
0: It's incredibly... I find it interesting that we're in this day and age where people are a lot more cognizant about what's healthy and what's not healthy in a relationship in terms of communication and mental health. However, it has not changed any actions. We're still like, and I'm going to stick with it, though.
1: Whatever. So. Bye, Jasmine and Jill. You're dismissed.
0: We... It'll be a matter of time before we see them at that reunion special. we talk back. about Misha and Nicola?
1: They're always back. Yeah.
0: You want to kick it off? Um, you want me to kick it off?
1: So apparently they just went to putting on uh, mud on each other. Because after the family meeting, she finds out her, his family doesn't have a problem with her. It's probably him. Which, mm. I don't think it's him. I just don't think his family likes him. Nor does he talk to his
0: family like that. I think it's that part. I don't think he talks to his family like that. So I think he's taking the seriousness of like when he was a teenager and the expectations that were acquired at that point. Which was 60 years ago. To how old he is now. Apparently he's 46. I thought he was in his 50s. I'm sorry. I thought he was like 60 something. He's 46. 46. Oh, so that's messed. I thought he was much older. Oh, uh, that's messed up all the things we've been saying. But anyway. That's really jacked up. Um, it's, it's off of that. Misha had a whole conversation with him in the previous episode where he's very rude to his friend, the waitress, at the restaurant. Um, but he, he was saying it wasn't him either. And he's going to try to move forward to show Misha how romantic he is. Cut to them being at the beach somewhere, a beautiful beach. And he is trying to seductively put all this mud on her. I
1: don't think he's trying to put on the mud seductively. I think he was just putting it on her.
0: He was, he was spackling it on her. Like she was a wall and this was paint. Like it was, it was very, very rough and harsh. I
1: think if she said, can you massage the mud on me? I think he'd have done it differently. I
0: don't think he knows how to massage. Misha's his first anything. I don't think he'd know how to do that either. Really? You think he knows how to just. No. Remember Calvin? He was Disgusted. When people were fraternizing, you really think he knows how to massage somebody?
1: Uh, I don't think it'd be that hard to know how. To just, I guess, sure.
0: I don't know. Uh huh. Uh Their videos, I. Oh. You think he's taken the time to watch hedonistic videos of people being massaged, Calvin? Probably. He's, he is a proper Catholic. Probably not. Okay. He, he, would, just, never. he would never.
1: He would never. The, those people don't know of, jesus calvin he, he's just watching the passion of christ the, over those the
0: people don't know jesus okay maybe That's if jesus made a massage video then he'd watch it
1: he's just re- re-watching the ten commandments over and over the Ben, uh what's that new name the old guy charlton yeah.
0: heston charlton heston version over and over again he's like these heathens look at this look at these heathens There's a man. In- unbelievable in Egypt, side they said he'd be the king. Or he'd Unbelievable. And anyway, so it's it's just a rough go. Um, Misha is constantly being reminded that oh yes, I am dealing with somebody who does not really know how intimacy works whatsoever. Um, but they still have a nice little time but, together. But that's who. She, I don't understand how she keeps forgetting it. Because, Calvin, she was in delusion land. Hello. Again, the, the precipice of this whole show is that these people have these relationships with people they do not talk to in real life whatsoever. You mean people's delusion is so strong have that they you, tell themselves. Let me rephrase it for you. Have you ever been in an internet relationship at all? At all. That, have you ever had a girlfriend that was online only that you never saw?
1: Sure. Oh, okay. Since you put it that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: golly just like at some point your delusion should go away
0: well again but to, to be fair to misha she's only been there for like maybe six days at this point seven and he hasn't showed any sign of him being uh the kind of romantic she wants yeah to be. A romantic at all but she's also a woman and there's this idea that's socially normalized that she can also fix him you know what i mean
1: now, if she said he's not living the Catholic life like she should, I'm like, I don't know if you've been watching, but this dude is above Catholic. She didn't say that at limo. all. I'm just saying, I can understand that, but for her to be the, del- I don't, I don't, at some point you just give up hope and be like, it is what it is.
0: But we also got to put into context that this is a fake show. So the show is also going to prompt and script her to say probably the same things over and over again. Oh, okay. To come up with storylines for her and me and Nicola.
1: Sure, you're right, because... Other than that, they really don't have. They
0: really don't. So. Yeah. But that that's pretty much it for those two. Um, do you want to talk about David, or you want to talk about Amanda and Razzvan?
1: So David takes. Or you want to talk about about Taylor and Dempsey? uh, Talk about David.
0: David, Mr. Waterman. Waterman. Who's Waterman? David is very nervous because he's going to propose to Sheila. So.
1: Now I guess they, he takes her out to a nice little dinner Yes. to get ready proposed, And it looks like someone has thrown a bucket of water on him.
0: He is so nervous. He's red in the face. He's just so nervous. And you see him sitting at dinner and she's watching him. And she's like, you're sweating a lot. What's going on and over here? He's literally sweating from his navels. We don't know how bad the sweat is until he, like, stands up. <laughs> and his, that's for is drenched. His, his nipples are leaking. It's drenched in the front. It's drenched in the back. Everything. His face is red. But he manages to get on one knee and propose to Sheila finally. And she accepts. Well, he does a couple of
1: hand gestures. And he stutters with his hand gestures, which means he's stuttering. And his heart is pounding real fast. We
0: don't know that he's stuttering in his hand gestures, but and all right. And
1: she says... And her hand gesture, yes, they it, quietly exchange a kiss. Because for some reason, they cut off all the sound.
0: I don't know. What, don't know why they did that. I don't know why Calvin's like this.
1: It is what it is. And she said yes, so now they're engaged. Happy. It,
0: it was a beautiful moment. It Con- was everything she wanted and more. I loved it for her. Congrats to the couple. It was romantical. He everything was all dressed up and nice for them.
1: He looked nice. Before he got to the
0: table. <laughs> he was nervous. <laughs> he was so nervous. You know,
1: if you're about to have a heart attack, then don't do it. <laughs> if it's about to kill you, then don't do it.
0: It was cute. and anyway, That's pretty much it for them. Um, let's talk about Settler and Dempsey. And then we'll get to Amanda and Reyes, man. Uh Settler so... and Dempsey. De- uh, Settler meets Dempsey's friends.
1: And it goes horribly wrong.
0: I understand being awkward around new people. I'm awkward around new people. I don't like new people.
1: Nah, but she
0: opens up the conversation by saying that she loves sex and she is very sexually experienced. And her friends, Dempsey's friends, are looking at her like,
1: "Yeah, this is
0: unprompted. We didn't ask for any Statler, of this." Statler.
1: It's one thing being nervous. Uh-huh. Statler says weird, awkward shit. Yeah, when she's nervous, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> so they'd be like, "So how you doing?" I farted real loud. Can you smell it? And they're like, we didn't know. We she
0: excuses herself that. to go to the bathroom, and she's like, it's number one, at number two. And it's like, we didn't need a clarification. I, gotta, I, have
1: to, I have to shites. We I'll did. be right back. We didn't need clarification. we,
0: like, uh, we didn't know. We didn't D- know that. Dempsey's friends in an aside are like, maybe it's an American thing. to just be talking about your sex life like this, but it's not. <laughs> I take shots in the ass it was wow. just so unprompted but her friends bring up the same concerns that Dempsey's dad brings up which is that Sattler seems nice but she seems like she's also very codependent and very eager to move super fast Dempsey has already told her friends that Statler wants to move in with her and her friends are like she you know like it's one thing if she wants to move closer to you it's another thing for her to move in with you you guys haven't been talking that long so it's pretty much the same roadblocks that they keep hitting um and they managed to finish this awkward dinner. But then the preview we see for next week is their conversation about, you know, expanding a family or having a family. And it looks like Dempsey's on one page of saying yes to having kids and Statler's on another page of like, no, nah, I don't really don't really want kids. Sounds like she doesn't want him at all. Right. Which is all right, But Dempsey... In the previous for next week, Dempsey's like, "There's no point in us being in a relationship then if we don't want the same things," All which is of fair.
1: This goes down when Statler surprises Dempsey by taking her to a castle for like a little vacation.
0: Oh yeah! After meeting the friends, Statler takes Dempsey to. Are they? They're in Edinburgh, right? There, I think they're in a Scottish yeah, Edinburgh. castle. Edinburgh. They're in a Scottish castle. Yeah. Honestly, how expensive was that? Goodness gracious. Well.
1: And look statler gonna want her money back because it's not going as planned
0: the room looks lovely it looks lovely but yeah yeah
1: Stadler will say things like i licked the sweat off dempsey's face i like that it tastes good and You're her st- friends go like why is she saying all this stupid shit
0: you are so weird calvin all right and then we get amanda who is meeting razvan's parents i am mm-hmm. so confused yet again about what's going on where it's still off of the cuff of razvan feeling away about amanda trying to break up with him trying to end everything previously and Amanda being like no nah, take me back I didn't mean it
1: now Amanda wants to lick the sweat all over his body now she, she
0: is all over Razvan it's a it's a, a 360 turn all of a sudden where she she's just so into ball. cuddling him and kissing on him and it's like who are you like he's like stop
1: just stop <laughs> like, time you think
0: and then they go to meet his parents. The closer they get to meeting his parents, the more the old Amanda returns, where she starts to distance again.
1: She's like a cat in heat that you need a bottle to spray in the face.
0: It feels like the more he ignores her and, like, scolds her, she's like, I'm in. But yes. when he's like, I really, I'm so excited to be around you, and I want you to meet my family, then Ugh. she's like, "Uh." <laughs> so they go to meet his family in Croatia. It's beautiful there. Um, and as she's meeting the family, she brings up questions about his first wife, and the family tells him, like, we do off off rip that the vibe was bad. She was very controlling. She didn't really listen to what he wanted or what he needed. It just was not a good situation. Raz Van's father gets upset and starts crying, thinking about how mistreated his son was. I'm so sick
1: of these sensitive motherfuckers. I now.
0: loved it. I love that he was this sensitive. Anywho, uh, we also noted that uh, Ransman's mom kind of looks like Amanda. So there was that. But she's getting more story and she's like, oh, okay, this is all interesting. And they kind of ended there. Like they're they're having the meeting with the parents and the new girlfriend. And that's really it.
1: Uh, Who else is left? That's
0: it. That's it? Oh, because there there wasn't any, um, what's his face and Violet.
1: Oh, there was, yeah, there wasn't no, uh,
0: a- angry man and angry Violet. angry
1: man and violet. i don't even know his goddamn name. i want
0: to say rory i don't think that's Little correct riley that's it yeah there wasn't any riley this week so and there wasn't any uh to Ray either oh well he's done I, right he done should done be done done how many more episodes do you think there are maybe one <laughs> we gotta be done one there's nothing else
1: maybe two tops okay they can't stretch it out no further than that i hope not Love during lock up. Love, 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 love during lock up. Oh Asante done got out of jail. He post bail. And got a girlfriend to give half of the money and Renika gave the other half. What's you looking for? What why are we throwing things across the room?
0: Uh throwing money around your house is good luck.
1: Who came up with that medieval?
0: Maybe it's a Filipino thing. But if you have, like, loose change, you throw it around the house so that you always have wealth.
1: And you wonder why none of the vacuums work.
0: Why would you vacuum up the money?
1: Because you're vacuuming the floor,
0: and you just... If you see the money, you just push it to the side. I, I don't see it. Tommy, you're telling me you're blindly vacuuming, so then you don't even know if you picked it up. You don't even know if you picked it up. Yeah, I money.
1: do. I pick it up when the, the vacuum cleaner goes...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, something went in that shit not gone in there. <sighs> Anywho. Anywho, Renika are and Sante. That's, we can fight about this off-camera. I mean off show uh so asante somehow gets some of the bail money not even half to renika and renika pays the other half to get him out on bond which if i you need watched, you to give
0: the actual figures please
1: it was three thousand the
0: bond the bond was three thousand yes whoever his friend he was talking to he kept saying in a name that got bleeped out about how that person was thinking one thing renika's thinking another thing then he was saying how he was going to get, he, that person was thinking Renika was going to pay for the bond. Then he tells Renika that his auntie is going to take care of it and is going to send her the money electronically. Then we find out the only money she's getting electronically is $1140, so $1,140 of his $3,000 bond. So now Renika has to figure out how to make up for the rest of that money so
1: if you watch the show it makes it confusing because it sounds like she's like all i gotta do is come up with this half or the person is paying the money it turns first, out she's paying out the most it
0: didn't sound like she was paying half at all at first it sounded like she was just going to have the money sent to her yes and then she was just going to go get a check yeah but then we find out she's got to dip into her girls college fund so then we're like, why you gotta dip into your girl's college fund? Then we then we rewound it again to find out. Oh, she only got eleven forty, which means she's got to come up with what the other 1860. sorry, 60?
1: Dick can't make you make this this much bad decisions. Ain't no.
0: So it's I'm not. Sorry. It's not even Dick. She's not slept with him I'm yet. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's a promise of Dick.
1: Whatever promise of Dick.
0: It's promise a promise of
1: it. Happiness, life, being with someone can't make you. This I
0: like how Calvin is so shocked. We have been watching Love after lockup, during lockup, all of those life after lockup. We've been watching all of those where this is repeated every season, but for whatever reason, Calvin is super no, surprised. Now
1: I can get that because there's a those are guys who can't get vagina no other way.
0: Uh-uh. Remember the girl, um, the white boy she was dating. She used to be a marine, and she was dating that crazy white boy. Yes, and he got out, and he just wanted like baloney and. <laughs> Yes. Like,
1: oh, me yes.
0: She was in a similar situation. She had not slept with that dude, but she was ready to give it but
1: all. Obviously
0: she We see girls do this all the time. Michael's whole storyline, I don't know if you remember Michael. Yeah. Uh, he had several ladies who he had not done dealings uh, with at all who were all chasing after him and trying to provide money to him.
1: Ladies, if you're investing this much in dick, it's a waste of money. Just for the uh, public service announcement. That's all. Anywho, so she dips into her, her daughter's college fund, gets the money. So there she calls who she thinks is Asante's aunt. Yes. it will be like, yo, we got the money. I'm waiting for him now to get out. So for some strange reason, she finally asks, are you Asante's aunt? And the girl, the person says, no, I'm his girlfriend. But she doesn't get in her car and drive off at that point.
0: I also want to tell you guys what the time period is. She got there when the sun was coming up. The sun is down when she's sitting in front of this office still. And then having this conversation with this lady. And the conversation she's having with this lady is, hey, I got the money. I, we did the transfer. We got the check. And the Lordy, lady, the Lordy, lady goes, about to be free. I know you've been with him all day. I think, thank you so much for doing all of this to make sure he gets out. I didn't want to start cooking or anything until I was sure. And then Renika goes, yes, I understand that. But he is about to get out. And then she throws in there, hey, are you his aunt? Are you his aunt? Like they had this whole other conversation. And then all of a sudden she was like, are you his aunt? Not at the beginning of the conversation. Minutes later.
1: And she still doesn't drive away.
0: She she gets off the phone with her. And the, you just see these asides where she's like, I'm about to find out. I'm about to find out. But it's also hinted that, like, she's aware he's got other women, but she just wants to be the main one, which I also don't understand.
1: He comes out. She forgets all about those questions.
0: He comes Immediately. out. She jumps on him like a spider monkey. A, a fucking spider monkey! And it's the most manic I've ever seen her. She's laughing. She's sobbing in the same space of time into this man's shoulder as she's clinging to him you're finally out he looks unbothered like he could care less so
1: side note i was told i should have reacted this way when i came home one time from a deployment yes but that's neither here or there
0: well okay so there's a part where she finally gets off of him and she's standing next standing up against him, like, press against him, her arms around him. And he put, finally puts his arm around her, and he starts, like, really grabbing into her little butt. That's what we were talking about in terms of enthusiasm.
1: Uh, I have something that they call class and respect for myself and dignity. Oh. Moving on to Karak and Brittany. And I only do stuff like that in the privacy of my own mm-hmm. home.
0: He doesn't do it then either. Go ahead.
1: Whatever. You're happy. Karak and Brittany uh uh so karak's going what the fuck is britney doing
0: anyway uh britney is at an appointment for ivf or not necessarily ivf she's there for a fertility appointment
1: oh yeah she went to saw the fertility doctor she
0: does she goes to see a fertility doctor to find out what her options are with her and karak because they are thinking about uh, having a family as soon as karak gets out of jail i don't think that this is wise but you know whatever uh According to Brittany, the plan is for Karak to donate one of Karak's eggs, and Brittany will carry the child.
1: Well, we want a drunk egg, I, don't, I do not know.
0: Well, so as they're talking to the fertility doctor, the doctor lets them know like what the steps are to do something like that. Um, Brittany also lets the doctor know she only has one fallopian tube. And, you know, will that also cause issue? The doctor tells her that if it's an egg donation and she's just going to be the carrier, The fallopian tube is not required. They just want to make sure the uterus is healthy and they'll go from there. But when the doctor has a conversation with Karak on the phone about the steps required to even donate the egg, he reveals that in order for them to do that, Karak has to stop doing testosterone treatments, which Karak does not want to do. To Karak's defense, stopping testosterone treatments is going to revert the body back to its initial biological state. It's going to undo a lot of work that Karak has been doing to be in the body they want to be in. And depending on how long that can take, because it can take a little bit for testosterone levels to even out so that the estrogen comes back, so that they can work on getting these eggs, it can be a while before they can find a viable egg to use for donation. It's not a one-and-done situation. So Karak's like, one time. Karak feels blindsided and is like, I am not comfortable with doing that. I don't want to get off of testosterone. Britney starts to see the writing on the wall. She starts to panic <laughs> because their all their conversations were around how they were going to have these biological children to Karak, uh, which was very important to Britney. Was that it was going to be Karak's child? She was going to carry this child, so it'd be some it'd be a child that she birthed and Karak helped to make, kind of a So deal.
1: Karak doesn't want to uh, them to get Britney's eggs. Uh, no,
0: that was an option as well, but it might be a little bit harder because she only has one fallopian tube. One dime. And the doctor brings up if that fallopian tube is blocked, she one might not tube. be producing one eggs. Tube.
1: Okay, she only got one tube.
0: Do you know what any of this means, Calvin?
1: Sounds like somebody going to have to bust a serious nut to get it done.
0: No, no nuts are going to get bust. They're going to go through a donor.
1: Like somebody's going to have to get some juices squeezed into the right time.
0: No, I don't think you even care about how that process works. But just know it's a, it's a complicated process for all that to work. Brittany was scared about trying to, to go that route in the first place because she doesn't even know if she produces viable eggs at all for that to even work. The biggest thing for Brittany was that she wanted to carry the child. And it's right now it's not looking like that's possible unless Karak changes their mind Right now, that doesn't look possible. Karak doesn't really seem upset about the fact that it won't be a biological child. Uh, Karak's like, we can adopt. But like Brittany, said, Brittany is very upset that she might not be able to carry the child to term. I
1: think Karakis wanted to adopt the whole time uh. and didn't care whether this even happened. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany's going to have to figure something out. All I can say is, bye, Felicius.
0: Well, she also has a conversation with Karak about E. B. The episode right prior to this was E.B. and Brittany walking around a store, and E.B. shaking Brittany down, asking her all kinds of questions, and basically telling her to her face, "I know you're cheating, and it's a matter of time until I tell Karak." <laughs> Meanwhile, Brittany's like, "No one's been cheating. I don't know what's happening right and I'm now." i Need
1: you to call off your dog, E.B., because E.B. be nosy.
0: <sighs> so she has a conversation with Karak, who's, and she's just like, "I need you to tell E.B. to stand down. Like this is this is too much." You, he, they're stalking me he's stalking me
1: and that's when we found out that's eb's job to stalk
0: well it was a whole question of where does eb have all this free time to watch her so hard all day every day and that was it uh basically karak says eb is their right hand man their eyes and ears out there in the streets oh she got So news. they got time
1: one job watch you so, you better be living right.
0: Brittany's kind of going through it right now. I just feel like it's going to get worse and worse as Karras gets out, but whatever.
1: She's living her worst
0: life right now. Her worst life right now? I don't know about yeah. the worst, but she's definitely going through it. Yep. How, about, how about you move your long legs and stop hogging all of this table?
1: I'm about to flip this damn table. She's <laughs> yelling at me. Uh, so, Letitia and Keith. So, basically, as you know, Letitia Keith cussed her ass out about a ring. She got mad, got drunk, then went home and cause decided to confront Keith's aunt about How, Are Keith. you okay? Huh? Are you all
0: right? Yes.
1: Okay. She's about to confront Keith's aunt. Okay. Right? About Keith's aunt telling him about she had an expensive ring on. Sure. And that's pretty much the episode. Okay
0: yeah, well, not the episode, but that's her segment. That's yeah. her segment.: Yeah, well, there's a little little bit to that.
1: So Keith aunt has access to all his accounts, and so when things get moved awry, she's been the one handling and taking care of it. The Tisha on the hand is like, that needs to stop because I'm here now. I'm the wife, so I should be taking over that stuff. And not so much bitch. I'm still here. He's still in jail. We'll we're still keeping eyes on you, so we'll make that determination when it's time for you to be put on stuff.
0: Well, so then Letitia's like the consensus is that we're gonna take his aunt off of all the bank accounts, and it's like I don't know that that's a consensus with Keith. Like that's exactly. that's your consensus. I don't know if that's the consensus. Like with I Keith. said,
1: don't think that's happening. But for now, we know, because actually this is a season finale. Oh, I'm not the finale. The the last. No, you're episode. right. Season finale for Season Love finale. During Lockup. For Love During Lockup. Yeah. She's pretty much, did did put Keith on the business.
0: On her tax business, right? On right. her tax business. She took him off. He was already on it, remember? She it took don't, him
1: off. Yeah, it don't matter. It went, it went underneath. It went south.
0: Uh, well, we don't know if the business did, but her, the place she was in did.
1: So, something tanked. That's all we know. So, you want to talk about Savannah and Jake?
0: Savannah and Jake. Savannah, when we see savannah she's driving in her car to go see jake she's in a wedding dress <laughs> with a veil this looking like a crazy person
1: is like just randomly driving around in a wedding dress i'm he's gonna he's gonna marry me today she's
0: she's just like i know what he said in the past but i can i can change that i can change this i can convince him because who else would convince him except me you know exactly what I'm saying? is what she's like. and it's like well girl he's told you no several times don't worry
1: that no just means not right now it means today. That's what I know me. The nose means today.
0: She is like, she says she wants, she, she gives several reasons why this should work. Uh, one, it's going to help his commutation, which again, the, the lawyer did not say that this was something that would help it.
1: Everything she gave was not right.
0: He said it wouldn't hurt it. That's what he said. That's <laughs> anyway. Then uh, she's like, I want an 80s rom-com scenario of romantic confession. I don't know if she knows this, but romantic comedies are fictional. They're not real life. You mean so,
1: they don't happen for real?
0: No, there's nobody standing with a boombox outside of a window usually. Usually that doesn't happen in real life. So. Yeah. Or like Happens running all the time. airports to stop the plane. Did it happen to you in high school? No.
1: Happened to me. I just wasn't on the two-story, on the second story of my house. I was just at my window. Actually, I was at my front door. Why
0: was a man outside your window it with a boombox? It wasn't a man. It was a girl. Why was, why was she outside your window with a boombox?
1: Because she was stigmatized. this doesn't make sense anyway
0: but she's like uh, she loves him and wants to be with him so she doesn't understand why once he sees her in this getup, he's gonna you know say no he's gonna say yes right she goes there she comes right back out we see her throw that bouquet right out the window
1: if you don't know that means it didn't happen
0: (laughs) she goes i don't need this
1: anymore He, he said girl no
0: what is happening basically she's so the other thing she didn't say at the time or the show intentionally left out was that not only was she showing up in this full wedding outfit she drafted the legal documents for them to get married on paper this
1: effort got paperwork
0: so she showed him the paperwork on top of this outfit and was like it's happening today and he was like no it's not (laughs) it's not happening today girl what are you doing you psycho he calls her on her way back home and it's nothing but praise it's about here's
1: where we kind of agree and kind of disagree he
0: calls her on her way home and he's just giving her all these accolades about how beautiful person she is and how he really appreciates her for sticking by him and yada yada blah 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 how he doesn't want to get married to her while he's in prison because he doesn't want to have another first associated with prison life And that, you know, he wants to be able to get out, stand on his own two feet and take care of them and their future family.
1: You know what I noticed? We had a change of heart with Jake. I thought he was a liar and one wanted to be or do a deal with him or anything. And you was like, no, he seems like a nice guy. Seems like you don't think he's a nice guy. And I think he's, he's,
0: I still think he's a nice guy. guy. I still think he's a nice guy. He still hasn't lied. He still has not lied. He's been very upfront and honest with her about his expectations. She's living in delusion land. So my, so my thing is, at the end of that, when we were watching him give her all these accolades and talk about how much he cared about her, I was like, do you think he's saying all of this to keep her in his pocket? Or do you think he genuinely cares for her? Because there, in the episode, two episodes prior, she had him on speakerphone when she was introducing him, quote unquote, to her friend. And her friend straight up asked him, like, once you get out, what's the plan? Are you going to marry her? And he was like, nah, I'm going to be out in these streets. I'm (laughs) going to be sleeping with some other people.
1: I think it's both. I think he kind of cares for her. Mm -hmm. But he needs someone to talk to and have a connection on the outside because no one else wants to mess with him. Like I told you, Mm -hmm. no one else wants to mess with him. That friend you talked about that was taught, I don't think he calls him. No one calls him. I don't Mm -hmm. think. He has anything to deal with, do with to be fair
0: these him. people he's been away for a long time they so, haven't seen him since he was 18 i
1: don't think these people want to have anything to do with him because i think
0: his mom is still oh, in awareness she may not be talking to him every day but she's still in the picture
1: i don't think i think he calls her mm. and she might answer she might not but I, I don't think she's waiting by the phone.
0: Again, I don't know that necessarily means anything against his character directly because again, no one's seen this dude since he was 18. And what I'm, what I, and, and it's what, been what 12 years? At and this what point? I think,
1: yeah, what I think is he acted such a damn fool and said so much things. He
0: was also a teenager.
1: Some things you can say that people can forgive, some things people might not be so easy to forgive. I
0: understand that people can I hold grudges, he but he said, it's also been 12 years.
1: But I think he said some things that a lot of people can't just get over or just let it go, even though he was a teenager.
0: I'm just saying, I understand that for your own sanity, sometimes you have to create a distance, especially if there's somebody who's incarcerated. You can't see them when you want to see them. Conversation is going to be stilted. Your life is moving on and theirs is not.
1: Because it seems to me like she's, she. it took her this long to realize whatever.
0: She still doesn't realize it. Let's not play. Let's not act like all so, of she now gets it.
1: My thing is, if he had other people to contact or talk to, why not just move on?
0: What if he does have other people he's talking to? That's why I brought up. I don't think Do you so. think he's just keeping her in the pocket? I, I don't think so. I
1: don't think he does.
0: He didn't grow up with Savannah. I think he could have easily met somebody else online as well. I think he could be talking to more than one person. Having met them online, just like how he met Savannah, but I do think Savannah is the most dedicated to him. Helping him with his commutation, giving him money. So, I think he's trying to he may genuinely care for her, but I also think he's like she is my guarantee. I know if anything else goes wherever it's going to go, she's going to be the one that sticks around. So, I want to make sure that, that this is copacetic. Agree
1: to disagree. I don't think he got anybody else. I, I don't think don't he's think got so. anybody from his old life,
0: but I, he can easily meet other people. Look at Asante. He's got several different
1: people he's talking That's to at the different. same time. I'm not saying you can't be right. I'm just saying if he did, why deal with this headache? She's because a headache, she's a
0: guarantee.
1: But she's a headache.
0: She's a headache, but she's do- I think she's the one doing the most for him.
1: And I guess he's told her all this stuff that he's going to do, and she's like, whatever. So maybe, But yeah. she's stuck around, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, yeah. In my whatever. opinion.
0: So, we'll, But that's all we get from them. Because it's going to be a minute. He's, he's supposed to be in prison for at least till 2024. She's hoping when he gets out in 2024, he's going to propose. <laughs> Girl, propose to yourself. Have a whole engagement for yourself. So, You're fine.
1: Andy and Brittany, another couple who's going to be on love, after, after lockup, so Andy and his son is on a, on his way to pick up Brittany from the prison.
0: Britney's about to get out. She's about She's, to get her freedom.
1: She's about to be a freeze person. So they get to the hotel where her daughter is waiting for them. They talk casual, exchange pleasantries, and then they go up to their rooms or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Andy's for some reason Andy's son sleep like he's planking. I don't know why. I like how
0: Kevin skipped over everything else. Andy talked like about how his son is the only child that supports him in this relationship. Which is that's, a lie. That's why his son is coming with him, Barry.
1: His son is just a snitch to tell it's, all information to sister. I don't necessarily think
0: it's snitching as much as it is. He's the one that was like, I'm okay with going. <laughs> anyway. He's a snitch. Because Andy is saying a lot of things that are very concerning to Barry. Like he's like he's He sees his dad pulling out all this cash to stuff into a stuffed animal. He's like, what the heck? What is all this? He's like, well, I told Brittany I'm going to give her twelve hundred in cash, which he gets out, you know, to help her get started. And which doesn't make sense because Brittany is going to be living with Andy. So and why? Then,
1: exactly. Then, and then he goes snitch to the sisters, like, hey, Dad's giving this girl. There is more.
0: He he asked his dad, how much have you spent on Brittany entirely? And he said six thousand, not including this twelve hundred I'm about to give her. He said, you don't think that's a lot of money to give somebody who has a drug addiction? And he goes. Listen, and he launches into this story about how, you know, technically everybody has an addiction, including himself, apparently. I'm a fatty. He's like, I'm a fat guy. I, I'm an emotional eater. Technically, you would think I have an addiction to food, but it's not anything I can't control. Just like Brittany is no longer dealing with that drug stuff. And it's like she is in a prison. She can't she doesn't have easy access to get the drug stuff. It's going to be a different story when she's out. Anyway, anyway.
1: she's in a confined to where she can't get drugs
0: not only that but this is somebody who's dealing with an addiction and you know your children had to deal with something like this and so already
1: you do have a food addiction that's why you're fat
0: calvin you're weird anyway um so yes barry calls his sister and is like this is what's going on with dad this is what he's about to do and his sister's like uh oh, it's not going to turn out good and then barry jokes around with his sister and is like you don't think they're gonna get married and she just laughs at him Then they head off to go meet Gracie, which is Brittany's daughter, eldest daughter, at the hotel. We got a little more insight about that phone call she had when we first saw Gracie.
1: What was the insight? The insight was
0: Brittany talking to her, talking to Gracie and being like, do you remember what we said about Andy? Because we didn't know who she was talking about at first. She just said I didn't want to ruin the relationship and got out the car. We find out on that phone call, Brittany is talking to Gracie about trying to make sure her relationship with Andy is good and then asking Andy for more money. And that's why Gracie was like, I'm not comfortable. It's going to ruin the relationship. But Gracie is at the hotel. She greets them. They have to their perspective rooms. We'll find out in Love After Lockup what happens when Brittany gets out. I'm sure it's going to be heartbreak.
1: Uh, it's going to be heartbreak. The conversation with her daughter lets you know it's going to be heartbreak. It's only a money thing. It's sad. a business transaction.
0: It's sad because Andy's like. Britney's she's getting out on the same day as Britney's son's birthday. What a what better present than to have your mom with you on your birthday? And I'm like, on the one hand, in Lala Delusion Land, yeah, that would be lovely. She hasn't seen her kids in two years. I don't know how old her son is, but I'm sure she hasn't been a part of his life this entire time. I don't know how happy of an ending this will be, necessarily, or Uh, what these kids have had to go through.
1: I don't know. They, they would be some kind of happy but might be content too uh, so, I don't hopefully
0: know. it all gets figured out
1: and probably a little bit of resentment as well
0: yeah hopefully it gets figured out we'll find out in love after lockup then that leaves us with chris and jade
1: so chris and jade are having still going over their conversation about her not being on anything and him possibly being able to just kick her to the curb.
0: It really felt like a made up storyline so that they could finish out the season.
1: Yes. Um, so he's like, No, that's not it. I just said those things cause we were talking. And you talking about my family, how they said we needed I needed a prenup. I was like, No, whatever. So she's like, I need to get a uh a, a pre post prenup or something.
0: She w- she was saying she wanted something akin to a post Post nuptial, um, and the, she just wanted something because she's not on the deed to the house, she's not on the leasing of the vehicles, anything, or ownership of the vehicles. She's not on her, apparently, her name's not on any of the paperwork, which I find hard to believe because she lives in that house. Bitch,
1: you've been driving all this stuff, driving all the stuff, you've been only one living in the house.
0: You got to be on the insurance to be driving all this stuff. You're not um, on anything,
1: you're spending all my money.
0: I find it hard to believe that she could make all these moves, especially when it comes to taxes, without her name being associated somehow or exactly. whatever.
1: What more do you want, bitch? You got everything.
0: They needed a made-up storyline. So she's like, yeah, I want a post-nuptial or something that shows that I also have entitlements to things. And he's like, I don't know where this is coming from. Are you thinking about a divorce? And she goes, maybe. And then she goes, yes, I am going to think about divorce if you don't put my name on the stuffs. And then he's just like, I don't know Whatever. where he's coming from. You know, I'm loyal to you. I'm going to take care of you. She does drop that he doesn't want her to work. I find that interesting that there's been more than one situation where a prisoner who's incarcerated doesn't want their significant other that they're talking to to work when they get out. What do you think that's about?
1: I have no idea. This Sounds like they have uh, trust issues.
0: It's very interesting. Because uh, that's what Karak was saying to Brittany. She oh, didn't even uh, work.
1: It's another form of control.
0: Maybe that one. But they end the conversation with Chris being like, I'm not, I, you're never going to be in a situation where you're not taken care of. And she goes, okay.
1: Look at me using my therapist hat. Control. Oh, Lord.
0: But that's pretty much it. Pretty it's, much it. Uh,
1: and uh, he still didn't add her to the deed, so it right. <laughs> doesn't even matter what that conversation was about. Right. And that- she ain't going nowhere. Her money's too good. So let's just stop this nonsense. <laughs>
0: Also, he's not getting out anytime soon. He's not getting out anytime soon. So she'd be
1: sitting there single, married, spending all his money, having a good old time. Right. So she's not going anywhere. And who's not saying she still ain't putting money aside? Like, he's going to fucking know. Right. His family doesn't have access to none of his stuff to see if she's whatever she's doing.
0: True.
1: So she's just living a single life, balling, probably banging every dude she can in that house. He wouldn't know.
0: I don't know about that one. How would he know? He he wouldn't know, but I feel like she's loyal. I don't think that she would be stepping out like that. She likes being on the high ground, and that would take away the high ground.
1: You can still have the high ground when he doesn't know?
0: No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Her whole thing is that she's the pure innocent one, and he's not. Sure, whatever. She's not good at lying like that.
1: Okay. She's not good at lying. Okay.
0: I'm just saying, in order for her to maintain her whole, I've sacrificed did everything for you, it doesn't flow with I don't it. think
1: she cares about that.
0: I think she does. Okay. Also, he calls her all the time, remember? Like, every so many minutes.
1: Because he can't trust her.
0: <laughs> but I don't think, in order for her to continue to be like, you don't have any grounds for to worry, she's got to keep that same status. That's that whole thing. Plus, she's an influencer, too, so she's constantly recording. She'd be It'd, it'd be a hard juggle. Not impossible, but a hard juggle to do all of that and cheat.
1: You're nicer than me.
0: I don't think she's a cheater. She's a lot of things, but I don't think she's a cheater.
1: She's not a Jazebel. Gotcha.
0: A Jezebel? So, yeah, that's it. Unless you got any other lasting words. Mm-mm. We'll be back with Love After Lockup. Apparently, it's coming on next Friday.
1: Next Friday. So, for this week, is it worth the watch? We have Fantastic Four. That's how the title says it, right?
0: Fant Four Stick.
1: Fant Four Stick, still stupid. You they know, made
0: the A and the second A and Fantastic the number four. It doesn't make sense. Well, I guess the title is just
1: like the movie, stupid and horrible.
0: Well, so we are going down our list of thirty-six worst superhero movies ever that are on Rotten Tomatoes. Fant Four Stick is on there. What number are they? Calvin has never seen Fantastic Four, the reboot. And I know why, because it sucks. But you saw Fantastic Four, the original run through. It was, I. Why are you screaming like that? Because I like the bartender. You're so crazy. Where did they put this at? Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, I gotta like crawl up this thing. I think it's why? a lot higher than I thought.
1: It's number 31.
0: No, it's number six.
1: For the worst of Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's got a nine percent rating.
1: <laughs> it's debatable.:
0: Debatable. Yeah All right, go ahead. So it's, it's still
1: bad. It should still be on the list, but In I'm case
0: no one remembers, back Six. in 2015, uh, 20 I think it's 20th Century Fox was about to lose the rights to Fantastic Four, one of the, uh, I guess, rules in order to keep the the titling away from Marvel was that they had to make so many movies under this title So many every so many years. They had done their original run with 10, Fantastic Four back in what? Do you remember when? Calvin, early 2000s? I don't know. I'm horrible with dates. Horrible with dates. Fantastic Four is 2005. So 10 wait, wait, years prior. Question.
1: Mm-hmm. So if Fantastic Four is Marvel, how would Fox have the rights to do it? I thought some other company had the rights to all Marvel projects. Projects. Mm. Oh, what
0: other company did you think had 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 all of those rights? Uh, Paramount or somebody. Paramount? No. Um, so back in the day, Marvel was about to go under the comic book company. Yeah. They sold a bunch of titles to try to stay afloat. It worked. Yeah. They sold some to 21st Century Fox. They sold some to Sony.
1: Okay. And... And it was some of
0: their biggest titles. I think they sold it to a couple of other studios, but those studios ended up not doing anything with them. So the rights reverted back to Marvel. They were in, not necessarily a battle, but 21st Century Fox and Sony still had the rights to a lot of their characters. That's changed a little bit over the the years. 21st Century got bought out by Disney. So Disney owns all of it now. That's why people are excited for Fantastic Four to see if they get it right, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So... 2005 was the original film adaptation for Fantastic Four that actually did pretty well, the first one. Commercially. Critically, it didn't do that great, but people really liked going to see it. And then they did the second one, Fantastic Four, whatever that one was called, part two, whatever that was. That sequel didn't do really well. There's a part two? There's two early Fantastic Fours with the same cast of characters. What was the second movie? It um, Carrie Washington's in it. She plays The Thing's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. I, I, I th- think that Dr. Was... Doom comes back into the picture, but Silver Surfer shows up also. I thought that was the first one. No, that's the second one.
1: Oh, yeah, he comes back and he falls for, like, Sue and tries to help them up with uh, Galactus?
0: Yes. Okay, yeah. So that's the second one. Okay. Rise of the Silver Surfer, second
1: one. Okay. And it's uh, Lawrence Fishburne playing
0: the Silver Surfer's voice. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is the voice but you know the, the actor that's playing him no he's the guy that played um, the fish guy in the Hellboy movies oh okay yeah Cool. so anyway Fantastic Four original came out 2005 wasn't a critical uh, what I call a sweetheart but it was a commercial success sold a lot of seats left tickets then they were about to lose the rights to Fantastic Four. So 21st Century Fox was like, we need to put out another Fantastic Four movie so we can hang on to it. Fantastic we got Fox. Fant Four Stick, And it was a hodgepodge Fant of garbage. Or dump. So in case you don't remember the 2015 reboot of Fantastic Four, they decided to change almost everything. Instead of them all being adults who were already in the scientific community, they're all kids for some reason. We're just supposed to know that they're all interested in science, part of STEM, with the exception of Ben, for some reason.
1: He's just a...
0: They, a made, him, they made him look like a poor muscle head. Like, that's, that's what they made him <laughs> Literally look what like. he was. Just a poor musclehead. I will not to even say a redneck. He was like a Scottish. He wasn't... He... His mom sounded Scottish as hell. So, the guy who plays him is actually Irish, but they were supposed to be from Boston. Okay,
1: yeah. Okay. hmm. Oh, okay. That's why the the bad her, his
0: mom had a bad accent. Actually, no, Oyster Bay isn't that's New York. That's not, not they're they're supposed to be somewhere poor and in the city. So anyway. Okay. Anyway like New Jersey. The reboots. <laughs> the reboots. That's that is slanderous. Was them as kids instead having them go to a, a, I guess like a focus science school that they named after storm's father sue storm is adopted in this version they decided to make um johnny storm what's his face i just said his name michael b yeah johnny storm is michael b jordan so his father is also played by a black actor and they adopted this white girl to play sue storm at the time that this movie came out, that was a huge... I'll, I'll go into why that was part of the failures. But So they have them be as kids instead. They're kids who are coming up with a new invention to travel essentially through time and space. They, go into a, they figure out how to reach a different dimension. So the rich
1: people with all the money couldn't figure it out. But the poor kid who was just putting stuff together with pins and needles somehow did it right. Reed Curricul- wasn't poor. Reed wasn't
0: rich? He did better than Ben.
1: Okay. They're both from hard time backgrounds.
0: Not really. Like, they show that they grew up in around the same neighborhood, but they go through... They really define that Ben comes from nothing. We barely go into Reed's backstory. Ben owned a junkyard. His family owned a junkyard. He was Sanford and Son. Actually, they don't own it. They just worked
1: there. Well, then they lied. Okay. So, but they made Reed seem like he was from a blue collar family too. Yeah, because he was the stuff he, the, the computer he used mm-hmm. was like the 80s. That was supposed to show how back in time this was. It was 2007. It literally said on the screen, uh huh, 2007. Uh huh. So I don't know why that computer was that old
0: because they're supposed to show how back in time it's part of saying. the failures it's like he's pulling pull, he's pulling like scraps it's part of the failures for the movie uh, the so, movie wanted this to be pitted at a different time period sorry, and so. then they made changes so then nothing was matching wait 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 wait, wait.
1: so it wasn't supposed to be 2007 it's supposed to be like it probably was supposed 90s. to be
0: 1987 it was probably supposed to be 1987 oh my gosh because if you notice nobody has cell phones
1: I didn't pay that any attention <laughs> at all <laughs> I just saw two thousand seven flash on the screen. If
0: you notice, especially when they're teenagers and they're about to go talk and nobody's got cell phones, they don't get like handheld electronics until after Reed's already at the school when they have all access to all of that high tech equipment.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Anywho, whatever. It's a bunch of kids. They build this device to travel into another dimension. We meet our main characters Victor Von Doom, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Reed Richards.
1: And apparently Victor Von Doom was some type
0: of rebellion brainiac kid. I'm very confused Rebellious. what they were trying to do with him as the character. They they set they start off letting you know that Victor is very smart, but he's also very anti authority and only in a only interested in Sue. Like that those three things only. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So But he gets trapped so they decide after they figure out how to make this machine, they want to be the first people to touch this other but dimension. But before
1: that, how Johnny ends up there is because apparently he likes to go fast in cars. Which doesn't make sense. Wrecks his car. So in order to get his car back, his dad said, you have to come work for me.
0: But again, it's, it, it's dumb. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Why did we need to have... I guess they wanted to show how reckless Johnny was because he's yeah. supposed to be like the, the one that they always have to rein in. But it and was it, dumb.
1: Oh, by the way, we just leave Ben behind for a little bit. Because he's
0: a poor, so he so, can't come. Yeah. I, and also, it's the this, this story. So they make the machine. It's Johnny, Victor, Reed, Sue, all working to make this machine. They figure out how to make it work. They have a successful test run by sending a monkey into the
1: other dimension. And the monkey's like, when I come back, I'm fucking all of y'all
0: It bro. doesn't say any of that. It's Off all GT. CGI. It's all CGI.
1: Caesar for life.
0: Then um, they get word that the company that their father works, well, that Johnny and Sue's father works for, they want to bring in the government and have government people go and be the first people to reach this other dimension. And they're like, not on our watch. They get super drunk and decide to be the first to be out there themselves. They bring a flag and everything.
1: Because you know you make great decisions when you're drunk.
0: That's great. That's when Ben comes back. Reed decides that Ben needs to be a part of this expedition because he's been there since the beginning. We started this. He calls Ben in the dead of night and Ben actually comes out. <laughs> Mind you, the, we haven't seen Ben at all. They introduced Ben at the very beginning of this. He says goodbye to Reed when Reed gets the, the go-ahead to join the project. And we don't see Ben anymore until now
1: so so apparently their whole thing was like we started this making this machine shit this is the thanks we get we're going first
0: sure yeah so they all pile in they bring ben <laughs> not sue they bring ben you're right they randomly just grab ben out of bed and tell him come it just we don't see him the whole movie it's not like he's been keeping tabs <laughs> been it's, it's not like he's time. been like i can't wait to find out about the project he nothing. hasn't been
1: called nothing nothing he just randomly shows up well Reed calls him after they fixed everything
0: it's just it's it doesn't make any sense so ben
1: whole thing was a tag along whole, the whole time
0: i feel like the movie i feel like there were other plans for Ben. Because the setup for Ben is so detailed for it to not do anything at the end. Why did we need to know how difficult Ben's life was at the junkyard? Why did we need to know how abusive his life was?
1: Well, we needed him there so that Reed can go there to get the, spare, the parts he needs. But we could have just showed have that.
0: No... We could have showed Reed sneaking into the junkyard and Ben catching him. I... That could have been it.
1: I guess. But instead,
0: we got this whole other story that they drafted. It felt like Ben was going to have a bigger impact, but maybe the studio heads got involved. So, either way, they finally get into the pods, they go to the new dimension, they get out, and they start fucking shit up immediately. They're like, okay, so we are here, let's explore.
1: They start making drunk decisions that's pretty much what Ben,
0: who's sober is like i don't know i think we should plant this flag and get the fuck back and they're like yes. nah so <laughs> they plant the flag and they notice that the ground starts to crackle and pop under them and they're like that's weird let's investigate some more
1: so the black guy and the other white guy who's been i guess poor so he hangs around black people is like nah we ben, you can use names ben so johnny like, and ben johnny ben's like nah we should leave we're
0: good. But Victor and Reed are like, no, let's go. Let's so, Victor Vaughn stupid. <laughs> so they decide, let's find out where the source of all this green crackling stuff is coming from.
1: Yeah, because we know what it is.
0: They decide to scale down a mountainside and look into it. And they find what they think is the power source. And then they start touching stuff. And bad things start happening. Let's go
1: to the pit, what the green stuff is.
0: Then they got to scramble back up. But now it's too late because there's geysers happening. Some of it gets on Victor, who disintegrates before them. They've got to race to the pods. Ben can't close his pod door. Rocks are coming in. Johnny's, the glass in front of his little pod door explodes as fire comes into his face. And Reed is fine. Reed is just closed up in in his pod. And then Sue manages, who's been tracking them this whole time, manages to call them back to where they were, the, the recent plane. She had to do a manual override. I want to really stress the point that sue did not go to this dimension anyway so they come back but it's a rocky comeback for whatever reason they they land sue for whatever reason runs out of the control room and towards the pods where there's this blue light reverb that happens once the pods come back and it hits her and she knocks out
1: and disappears
0: she fades in and out of visibility And then we get a scene where Reed wakes up and he's his leg is trapped under the pods. Because now it's everything's all broken. Explosions. Debris. Explosions. He's trapped under his leg is trapped under one of the pods, but he's trying to drag himself further to see if he can find anybody. He sees Johnny fully on fire. He's like, Oh, Johnny's dead. (laughs) He hears Ben (laughs) saying, Help me. And it looks like Ben's trapped under a bunch of rocks and he's he's trying to drag himself. And then he looks back at his leg and he's stretching out. He's a rubber man.
1: And that would make some pass out. Not all the other stuff before that.
0: I, I would think Johnny fully on fire would have been enough for him to pass, pass out. Pass out, yeah. Cause they show this body, it looks charred as heck. And it's just laying face up on flames. Anyway, then we get our next scene for whatever reason, Reed is stretched out on a table. Being tested by the government. Like Stretch Armstrong. And he's like, where are my friends? And, blah, blah, blah. and they keep him sedated. Then we find out Johnny is fully on fire. And they don't know how to fix that for him. Um, <laughs> we find out Ben is literally all the rocks. He's just all the rocks now. Okay. And Sue is phasing in and out of visibility. I so. want to stress again that Sue did not go to the dimension. But they're quick to say that these people all have these abilities. Because they went to that other dimension.
1: So... The thing, all yes. the rock poopy things that uh, Ben looked like in this movie.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The the thing in the original looked more like a human rock form. The
0: first movie, you mean?
1: Yeah. Okay. The Fantastic Four, the first one, the good one. Mm. The thing actually looked good. He looked like a human rock, almost some, something something like the cartoon.
0: Yeah, that's and what his his fact design fact was close cartoon. to the animation. Yeah.
1: This one, they said, hey, we're just gonna put a bunch of poopy rocks together. And, and I don't just... know
0: if you noticed, but they wanted to make this edgier and more realistic. That didn't look edgier
1: or because then he shouldn't have a nose. He shouldn't have a nose. He
0: ha- he has a nose in the in the comics.
1: You mean to tell me they foam all that, all that rocks just hit him in the face and somehow his nose and makes a perfectly shaped nose? How does he still have blue eyes?
0: I don't know how this works, Calvin
1: exactly so all of that got defeated
0: it is uh, the rest of the movie it feels like it should be done it feels like it should be done but it's not the government decides to make them weapons
1: oh by the way victor von doom if you don't notice, didn't make it back
0: no he disintegrated in front of them we said that already okay he's disintegrated into smithereens yes so the government decides they're going to make them weapons they go for ben first because he's the poor And Ben is a killing machine. They show him just taking people out right and left. They give us a tally marker to show that he's killed at least 43 people.
1: So Ben, I guess because he felt he was left backed or betrayed by, what's his name?
0: Reed. Oh, oh, we forgot to mention Reed escapes the military facility. Yes. After letting Ben know he's there. To never come back. A year a year passes, and now they're all weapons for the government with the exception of Reed.
1: But the whole time, Reed has been, I guess, trying to figure out how to fix it? They
0: don't clarify it at all. We just know that Reed's not there. We, uh, we find out he's in Colombia, and in he's, Panama. Uh,
1: yeah, and he's also a shapeshifter.
0: <sighs> yeah, yep. He can change his face, apparently. And he's building something. To, clearly, to go to the next dimension, but they don't—they don't expand on how that would fix anything. How At does all. him going back <laughs> fix anything? Anyway, long story short, they got a trap. Reed—they're trying to find Reed and trap Reed. They use Ben to do it. It works. Ben knocks him out, brings him back to the compound. We find out that um, this whole time
1: they've been pretty much—I guess—they're
0: weapons. Johnny's been training to yes. to go on missions, but they haven't released him on a mission yet. And so they've been training Sue. Sue just says she doesn't want to fight for them. But she is still training with them. We find out that she can do force fields. She can turn things invisible. But she has to hold her breath to do it. It was a weird caveat.
1: And she, pretty much she helped him find Reed.
0: That's pretty much all she did. It, well, she tra- She tracked him because he was using the servers. Why was he using the servers? I don't know. Then he called himself Captain Nemo. It was a callback to his, I guess it was supposed to be them flirting. Yeah. Did you pick up that they were supposed to be a romantic couple at all? I uh, didn't.
1: No. Also, Johnny was really, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to, his character was weird too.
0: It felt like they were like, we'll make him the bad boy. But then they also were like, just kidding. We need him to be smart. <laughs> we need him to be smart. Just kidding again. Maybe he's the bad boy. <laughs> Flame on! Was, whatever, I don't know. It was so random. Mind you, we're now like almost done with the movie. We haven't had them team up for nothing at all. They catch Reed, Yeah. they come back to the compound, surprise, guess who's back? Back Uh, again.
1: Who? I forgot. Shady's back. Yeah.
0: Tell a friend. Tell a friend.
1: Okay, who else is back? Victor Von Doom. Nah, okay, so here's what happens. So they get Reed back because they couldn't figure out how to fix this machine to make it do what it did the first time. Reed goes, oh, because you have a couple of things... Uh, codes out of order or whatever. It only took me like five minutes. So he comes in, reorders the codes in five minutes and then now the whole machine is running. So they sent a bunch of uh, army people right into uh, to the machine. They go back to the planet. They're there. They're doing some exploring. All of a sudden they get a heat signature walking up. Heat signature walks all the way up. And they're like, is it? And they're like, oh, my God, it's Victor. So they put him on a stretcher, uh, phase him. I guess they kind of phase him back to the to, uh, uh, the military base they're on, which is, was like in a, a volcano-ish on, a, like, a lake or something?
0: You said it was a frozen lake. It becomes frozen a crater lake. later,
1: but. Yeah, it was like a frozen lake somewhere in the mountains somewhere. Mm-hmm randomly. So he, they bring him back. He gets back and all of a sudden he's not the same guy. He's like, "I'm not going to let you guys destroy my planet like you're destroying." First of planet. all, he's all metal. He's all metal. And another thing they did better in the first Fantastic Four was Victor Von Doom's suit was way better than this one. It actually looked like the comic book. The
0: first one was based on the comics. The second one was supposed to be a reimagining.
1: Well, they need to un- unimagine it because it sucked.
0: They had to because it failed miserably. So,
1: so he comes back and starts killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody. He has, like, telekinesis powers and uh, he's a wizard. <laughs> he controls electricity. He, he does it all, apparently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he... Kills everybody. Comes back. Their dad tries to stop him. He instantly... Fry- he also has fire power. Fire powers, too.
0: He doesn't have fire powers.
1: He combusts that dude. That dude caught a fire.
0: It's part of his telekinesis.
1: He can just... So he can, can make people catch on fire? Mm-hmm.
0: Spontaneously combust.
1: Sure. Whatever. He makes their, their father... Well, Johnny's and Sue's father combust. Yes. So he gets back in his contraption and takes back off to his planet. <laughs> they get there with the father, tell the father, like, you guys need just stick together and stop him, whatever. And all of a sudden, he decides to turn the machine into a black hole vortex.
0: He decides to explode the machine, which is going to create a black hole.
1: I think I just said that. But anywho... Uh, so now he's doing that. They somehow go through the portal to his planet and they fight him. They beat him. The end.
0: Pretty much. Then they get accolades from the government. They get their own building that they're going to call the city center, which is supposed to be the headquarters of the Fantastic Four from the comics. And then it's them being like, we need a name for us now that we're teamed up.
1: Stop right there. So, they don't want to use anything for the comics, but they use that part from the comics.
0: Sue, Johnny, Ben, Reed, those are all from the comics. Yeah.
1: Okay. Whatever. Sure. I don't understand why they did that. Like, the comic. I thought they wanted to be edgy. I don't
0: understand what your point
1: is. My point is, if you're not going to stick to the comic except for the, the characters, then just stay away from the comics. If you've been doing it the whole time.
0: All, i don't know if you noticed but the headquarters they're at doesn't look anything like their comics at all so it's on par with the rest of the film
1: whatever the end is just stupid
0: it ends like that it ends with them being like we need a name for ourselves and they're saying stuff like the geniuses and their friends and then ben goes i don't know what you guys want to do but it is fantastic and reads like wait a minute and end of film want to hear about why it failed
1: Fantastic Dumpstick.
0: Well, okay, so what were your overthoughts? Did you not enjoy the movie at
1: all? It was crap. Nothing made sense. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was too busy trying to figure things out. By the time I figured things out, thank God it had ended, Mm -hmm. so I didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. The end. I just, I I don't like the, the way they did restretching was fine. Mm -hmm. The way they did Sue Powers was fine, but the fact that she had to damn near pass out to do her powers made no sense Mm -hmm. um the thing just looked like poopy balls Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it was just bad the storyline would have made sense if they flushed it out a Mm -hmm. little Mm -hmm. the victor von victor von doom doing what he did made no sense and why he had to get stuck there, and, uh, it just didn't make any they sense.
0: They just made Victor Von Doom bad to be bad. Like, they don't explain... Like, Victor Von Doom, comic book-wise, is up there as one of the greatest villains of all time, because of how diabolical this character is, especially over the years. They didn't do, they didn't do anything with that. And
1: he had money. So it's like... They, yeah, he's known know. as a billionaire. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It but in the move, in this
0: movie, the reboot, he's just a regular kid. Yeah,
1: they did. I don't know. It just didn't make sense.
0: So for me, I felt like if they weren't gonna really harp on the storyline, they could have at least harped on the action. Had them team up a lot sooner. Had them get these abilities a lot sooner. We didn't need to watch them build this machine for a and majority of the movie.
1: They did the majority of the movie was them building the machine. There wasn't even that much action in this
0: movie. Mm. So. Nope. Ugh. Yeah.
1: So what do people say?
0: So. I don't know if you noticed the small details. I don't know if you noticed that um, the girl who played Sue, her hair would change every two seconds. It would go from being her real hair to being a hard wig, because that was that's because they had to do reshoots a lot.
1: Well, I, yeah, I didn't notice that. So no, did I care?
0: It had a bunch of stuff that went wrong with it, unfortunately. So they had problems with development. Um, I can tell. When they first announced that they were going to reboot it in 2009, that was just two years after the sequel for Rise of the Civil Surfer, Uh, they were going to draw influence from the Ultimate Comics version in order to distinguish it from their first or earlier iterations of it. So they hired this guy named Josh Trank. That's the director of Chronicle that we were talking about.
1: Boom.
0: He did a good job with Chronicle, so I thought they probably felt like, okay, here's what we're going to (laughs) do. it's gonna be great. (laughs) Nope. So because, so the director and the writer had two completely different creative visions for the the project. That's just the two of them, let alone the studio influence later that had to be put in there. Uh, They were also hired shortly after the Avengers had come out and was so hugely popular. So Marvel is already making a name for themselves and then Van Vorstick has to follow. Ugh. Um, Trank, the director, withheld information from the, to, from the writer about meetings with Fox and the studio to the point where the writer eventually left the project altogether. Other writers would come on board. So that's why it's like a hodgepodge when we're watching it. Like some of the storylines don't feel like they fit or they're going around weird. So there's that. Uh, then they had casting. Um, originally, the director wanted, he wanted Michael B. Jordan to come back on. So he worked with Michael B. Jordan on Chronicle. He wanted him to come on as Johnny. He wanted a black actress to play Sue Storm. But the studio said no. But they let him keep Michael B. Jordan. So he eventually gave it to Kate Mara, who that's the girl who plays Sue now. Uh, the actress would later on go on to say that the Fantastic Four was one of her worst experiences on a film, and that the director reportedly took his frustrations out on her, so, lovely. Like how? It doesn't say how, but uh, it was not a great environment. Uh, Trank also picked Miles Teller, so that's the guy who played uh, Reed Richards, Sure. to play, uh, and they, would, they also didn't get along, so it was, it was a great time. It was a good time on set. Uh, then there were changes made during the filming so we're already at a rocky start their initial decision to do this who they brought on those two people not getting along secret meetings discussions not being had clashing with your talent okay we're doing great so now um, when they started filming which was May of 2014 filming only lasted 72 days does that seem short to you? no that seems very short to me 72 days isn't even 6 months okay
1: Okay. It don't take long to make a bad movie. You I guess that, right? not. I guess it really does. Don't take that long.
0: The studio cut thirty million from their budget. Of course. And the director and the studio were feuding apparently the entire time the filming was so taking that's place. why
1: there were no action sequence sequences.
0: It was noted the movie did not have an ending. Reshoots were ordered by Fox in January of twenty fifteen. When did this movie come out, Calvin? Oh, the same year, 2015. So they had to do reshoots in January, early part of that year, try to get everything together for the middle of the year for this to come out. This came out like May, June. That's not a lot of time.
1: Okay. So, what do you give it?
0: <laughs> There's more. You want more?
1: No, we're done. We know. <laughs> We don't need to go through the whole hodgepodge of why it sucked.
0: It ruined his marriage.
1: Who marriage?
0: The directors. Well, okay. Allegedly. So, the fa- the box office failure of because he was on slate to do a deal with Lucas Films after this, the movie did poorly, and then apparently him and Lucas Films also did not get along at all. This this dude. Ended up not working for a minute. He also attributes the failure of Fantastic Four to his depression and anxiety, Whatever, which sure. led to his divorce.
1: Whatever, good. Um, so, what do you get the stupid movie?
0: I I give it zero
1: stars. I give it two bonfires. Only because I watched it. That's
0: all. That's why. So, your lowest rating is two? You won't... You won't give it zero?
1: No, unless it's really, really, really. If I fall asleep or walk off, yeah, I'll go lower than that. If I stay, I won't go lower than it, too.
0: So is this movie worth the watch?
1: (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Uh, It is if, let's say, you want to do extracurricular activities while this movie is on.
0: Oh, this is a Netflix and chill situation. Yeah.
1: This is, you bring somebody over. And you put this bad movie on mm-hmm. just to get it on. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it.
0: I don't think it's even worth that, honestly. There's not enough going on to really be like, eh, we, don't have, we can tune out. You get your
1: foot and diddles.
0: I would not want to, I wouldn't want to do anything to this movie. And maybe some skittles. No. All right. Well, so there you go. Not worth the watch. Um... Fantastic We're going to keep going down this list.
1: Dumpstick 4.
0: Let's see what next? else to watch.
1: You know what? Let's give the people the option to pick our next one. Let's see what happens. Okay. But You're
0: going to give them options or they just got to guess yeah, what's them off options. the list? <laughs> give,
1: them give them three options.
0: You give them three options.
1: I don't know what's on the list.
0: Okay, fine. We've got Ninja Turtles 3, Teenage okay. Ninja, Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. That
1: That came out in 1993.
0: we put that one on there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the reboot, 2014. Michael Bay. Oh, no. Uh, Dark Phoenix. X-Men, 2019. Is there another Turtles movie on there? There's those two. That's it. Okay. We got Turbo, the Power Rangers movie.
1: Okay, between the two Ninja Turtles and the uh, Power Rangers Turbo. All right. Let's do that.
0: So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which came out in the 90s. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the reboot that came out in 2014, or Turbo, a Power Rangers movie?
1: I don't think I've ever watched the Turbo, the Power Rangers movie, or the Michael Bay version of Ninja Turtles. Okay. The, the Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles 3 was when they went to China or something. They go back
0: in time. They go to Samurai. feudal Japan. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I loved all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies from the, early, from the late 80s, early 90s. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, You're the only one. I love them. Sure you do. So good. So yeah, guys, let us know. And if you don't, we'll just pick, I guess, Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> <I guess.
0: laughs> it sounds like Calvin already made the decision. All right.
1: Or the, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles.
0: Uh-huh. Either or. Okay. Did you guys know that we have an email account?
1: Email addresses, we like that d-a-t podcast at gmail.com
0: yes we like that podcast at gmail.com go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that
1: because we might like that
0: we really might and we'd love to hear from you Thank you for listening to We Like That podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. Later, people. Oh, yeah.